Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Rebecca Baxt podcast. I'm Dr. Rebecca Baxt, board-certified dermatologist, and I'm here to discuss with you all issues relating to the skin that you're in. In this podcast, we will tackle the topic of the day quickly to get you the take-home points that you need. After listening to an episode, you should be educated about the topic and able to fix the issue yourself or well-prepared to ask the right questions at your next dermatology appointment. Let's get started. Today, I'd like to talk about Accutane for acne. This is a large topic. Accutane is otherwise known as isotretinoin, the generic form, and it has been available and FDA-approved to treat cystic scarring acne for many years, decades. The brand name Accutane is no longer available, and so we are left with many generics to choose from, and they are all isotretinoin, but a lot of people still refer to it as Accutane or isotretinoin, and those terms are interchangeable in this podcast. Interestingly, it is not known how it works. It is an unknown mechanism of action, but it is the only thing that we have available to us that can potentially cure acne forever. I usually tell patients there's around a 75% chance that they will be cured forever. 25% of people, they are not cured forever. Sometimes their acne comes back. It's usually less severe, but there are people who do Accutane the whole course, and then their acne comes back, whether it's one year later, five years later, 10 years later, and sometimes we will put them on it again. Um, But it is typically, on the whole, a cure for most people. Patients will take it for typically around five or six months, sometimes a little bit longer. It is controlled by the federal government in a system called iPledge to try to prevent pregnancies while patients are taking Accutane or isotretinoin. If somebody gets pregnant while taking the medication, there is a very high likelihood of fetal deformities. So because of that, it is controlled by the government and the system called iPledge that we all have to go through to get access to this medication. It is typically indicated for people with cystic scarring acne. Those are the people with the red, hard, painful cysts, and those patients are at risk of scarring from their acne. But I will give it to other people who have less severe forms of acne. Typically, if they have just persistent acne that doesn't respond to medication well or they can't tolerate the other medications. So there are other patients that I give it to and that many dermatologists and doctors will give it to, but it is typically indicated for cystic scarring acne. So it gets a bit of a negative reputation because it does have a lot of side effects. And I just wanted to hit the highlights of the side effects here. This is not necessarily a complete and total list because there's always weird, rare things, but these are the things that I typically talk about with my patients that we see or that we want to worry about. The first is obviously fetal abnormalities. So people of childbearing potential need to not get pregnant and that requires birth control, abstinence, there's multiple pregnancy tests, etc. But moving on from that, what are the rest of the side effects? Some are very common and some are very rare. Very common are dry lips. Basically, everybody who is on Accutane or Isotretinoin at the proper dose will get dry lips. We usually manage this with Aquaphor or Vaseline. Sometimes they need a little bit of hydrocortisone. Some people give their patients fish oil to combat that, Um, but that is definitely happens to pretty much everybody. 
Some people will also get dry eyes. That can be an issue if you wear contact lenses. I will tell patients to either don't wear their contacts and wear glasses or discuss it with their eye doctor. People will get dry mouth, dry nose, nosebleeds, and dry skin, and sometimes eczema and rashes. Those things are typically all treatable with hydrating well, sometimes putting Aquaphor or Vaseline inside the nose, humidifying the room overnight. I have had patients who get severe nosebleeds and sometimes will have to go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor for that. It is rare, but that can happen. And in terms of eczema and skin rashes, we usually can manage that in our office. They need to start moisturizing, and we will sometimes give them a little topical cortisone cream or other eczema treatment to get them through their course of isotretinoin. The medication also makes patients very sun sensitive. I prefer to give it, I'm in the Northeast in the wintertime, anytime between September and April, but I will give it to patients in the summer. There are some patients who really aren't in the sun, no matter what the season is. And there's lots of areas of the country and the world that are sunny all the time. So it's just something that patients need to be aware of. But, you know, young kids going to summer camp, maybe not such a great idea. Just have to be aware of the total body sun sensitivity. In addition, patients will often complain of bony pain, often back pain, aches and pains, almost feeling a little bit arthritic. This can be an issue particularly for athletes. Accutane has been shown to cause something called DISH, diffuse idiopathic skeletal hyperostosis, which are changes to the bones shown on x-ray. DISH has never been shown to be a long-term problem, but the point of mentioning it is just to say that there are bony changes that can happen. And we will typically try to treat through, but on occasion, we will have to stop the medication if somebody is having severe arthritic pains. I believe that also ties into patients don't heal as well from injuries. And I usually tell people when you're on Accutane is not the time that you really want to be going and running a marathon or really pushing for your personal record on your weight training. I just, you can absolutely exercise, but I tell people just to not push it to the limit and try to avoid getting injured. We do a lot of blood work when patients are on Accutane, and that is because Accutane can raise the liver function tests. It can lower the white count. It can elevate the cholesterol and triglycerides. And if your liver is being damaged by the medication, then obviously we need to stop the medication. But there are lots of things that can raise the liver functions, and I usually tell people to try to avoid alcohol and Tylenol while on Accutane. If somebody comes in and their liver functions keep going up and up, then we have to stop it. So that is an issue. I also watch the white count. Sometimes it gets low enough that somebody could be neutropenic, and then they have an increased risk of infection. On occasion, I will have to stop it because of that, but it is rare. Also, we know that when the triglycerides go up too high, somebody can get pancreatitis, and that is a very bad complication. I've never seen it because I check these things in the blood work every month, and if the triglycerides go up too high, then I stop the medication. Sometimes people have genetic high triglycerides, and sometimes they need to be treated while they are on the medication, and I would personally defer that to a cardiologist or primary care doctor if necessary. There is also risk of depression and suicide while on Accutane. I have had occasional patients complain of trouble concentrating. 
At this time, I have been prescribing Accutane or Isotretinoin for over 25 years. And while I have not, thank goodness, seen suicide, I have seen occasional patients who are prone to depression to become more depressed on it. And I have had to stop it on occasion. So it's important to know if you're prone to that condition and if somebody is being treated for any type of mental illness or anxiety, I will get permission from their psychiatrist before giving it and have the patient watch themselves, have their families watch them or their roommates to make sure that they don't feel that they are not themselves, not feeling 100%, and if necessary, we can stop the medicine. There has also been reported risk of increased risk of inflammatory bowel disease within a year of taking it. That's Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. I have never seen that in my 25 years, but again, something to just think about um, and be aware of. It can cause hair loss as well. I have seen that. I had a patient once get a lot of cavities due to dry mouth. There are all kinds of you know, bizarre, rare things that can happen on really any medication. There's no way of going through every single solitary side effect that could potentially happen. But the ones that I just listed are what I typically talk about with my patients. So for me, I will check blood work before and during. There are some doctors who have decreased the frequency of the blood work. That is a professional choice. I tend to do it every single month, but it is not unreasonable to reduce the amount of blood work if somebody is very stable. It's really a personal choice between the physician and the patient. It is extremely important to prevent pregnancy, and we went over that. There's strict rules and pregnancy tests required, and those are really the main things about taking Accutane. I typically will give people a lower dose for one month and then a full dose for at least five more months, so that's six months total. Generally speaking, we like people to be fairly clear for at least two months before they stop the medication, and so sometimes that requires us to give it a little bit longer, and it's dosed by weight, and sometimes we also will go to a slightly higher dose if needed, but sometimes patients get side effects worse on the higher dosage, and we like to leave it a little bit lower and give it to them longer. Unfortunately, insurance companies don't like this, and they want people off of it often after about five months, so that has sort of been a constant struggle in the last number of years, Um, and, you know, we try to get our patients what they need, and that has been a challenge in certain cases. But in summary, Accutane, otherwise generically known as isotretinoin, is available in many generic forms, no longer the brand name but it is the only thing that we have that cures acne. It is an incredibly fantastic medication. It works incredibly well for cystic acne in adults and children. While the mechanism of action is unknown, it is a miracle cure for many, many patients. And I hope that it stays on the market long-term. There have always been thoughts that the FDA is going to pull it. I pray that they don't because we really need it for our patients And we monitor our patients very closely for side effects. And for the right patient, it is a life-changing cure for their acne. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Dr. Rebecca Baxt podcast. I'm Dr. Rebecca Baxt, board-certified dermatologist. I hope this episode was informative and that you enjoyed listening. If you found this podcast useful, please give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. It helps others find us so we can help them too. Just a caveat to remember, this is not medical advice, and please see your dermatologist or doctor for questions pertaining to your specific situation. I look forward to talking with you again in the next episode.